What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's Pro Wrestling Edge. We are back with another great episode for you today. And it's going to be a little circus for you around here. And of course, I am Brokowski. And as always, I am flanked with the fellas. Big Kaz. What up, though? What's going on, Brokowski? I'm ready for this one. We're going to talk about a few things. A lot of exciting stuff that happened this past weekend. And then who knows what else we'll talk about. That's right, man. It's going to be a good one as always. The name's so nice, you got to say it twice. Nick the Gooch. I said Nick the Gooch. What's going on, guys? Feeling a little bit under the weather, but I'm here to hang out. Oh, glad to have you back. I like your little posters on the back wall there. You added in. Yeah, got to do something, man. Got to have a background. It looks fly. It looks fly. Dan O'Mac, what's happening? What's going on, fellas? It was a good weekend. We got some wrestling to talk about. Uh, you guys are going to talk a little about the circus when you guys were at and how jealous I am that I wasn't there. But, uh, yeah, let's get into it. That's right. And as always, flying in. Tweet, tweet. Jaybird in the house. Tweet, tweet, motherfuckers. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> so, uh, circus is dope. Yeah, we were going to have a guest on. There was an emergency come up. So uh, hopefully we can uh, talk to that guest at a later time. But uh, this past weekend, Thursday night, GCW versus Horror Slam, Josh or Brokowski, Jaybird, Big Kaz, and myself were at that show. And then on Friday night, um, Pro Wrestling Edge was represented at GCW by Jaybird and Brokowski. Brian and I did a, a comedy club show, which was really fucking awesome. So we're going to get into that because that was fucking dope. But uh, let's talk GCW and Horace Land show. Um, this might be a broken record, but I want to ask everybody what their favorite match was. Start with you, Brokowski. Ooh, favorite match. Uh, uh, a lot of good ones. A lot of good ones. I'm going to go with uh, Jordan Oliver, MM3, and Trey Miguel. That that match was pretty dope. That triple threat tore the house down. I knew that going into it because I've seen Jordan Oliver before, so I, I knew this match was fit for perfect. And then uh, I was excited y'all could see him too for the first time. Yeah, that match was really good. Um, congrats to our boy... Double M three, we all trust the process, and now GCW or now Horror Slam trusts the process. He is your new Horror Slam heavyweight champion. Uh, so yeah, that was a good one. What about you, Jaybird? Oh man, uh, top notch Hotch versus uh, Al Alex Weir. Alex Weir, yes, that shit was fucking fire, man. That what that. In my opinion, stole the show. Yeah, that one was pretty awesome. Hands down. Uh, didn't come out the way we wanted it to, uh, but uh, Jason Hotch took the L. But, yeah, not only was that match of the night, that might be match of the year in 2021 for Michigan Independent Wrestling. So Easily. Uh, Easily. that was a good one. What about you, Big Cass? What was your favorite? <laughs> well, I agree with both of these guys. Both of those matches were absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm going to say something different, but I just wanted to mention 
the way double M three finished that match. Incredible off the top rope. Was it a double rotation? He is a freak. He is a freak of nature. That guy is so athletic. He's just, uh, it, it was like poetry. The clip was it's on his Twitter on, and his Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it's floating around on social media. You guys got to check that out. And then he pinned both of them, you know. And then, of course, top notch is our guy. And he faced another supreme athlete here in the state of Michigan in Alex Weir. Great match. So I'm going to go somewhere different. I really enjoyed because it had my man in it. Brutus Atwell versus Herzog versus Matthew Justice. Fuck when Matt Justice, Justice is in the match, man, he he goes all out. And we love Brutus, man. Brutus is making definitely making a name for himself around the scene in Michigan, and he's been traveling outside of the state also. Great opportunity for him. That was a really interesting match. Those guys were everywhere. It was hard hitting. Matt Justice came out with the win. Usually I like to say fuck Matt Justice, but I'll tell you guys what. Um, he was representing SGC last or the other night um, for our, for my boy Manser. So uh, I, I was definitely uh, cheering Matt Justice on for the first time in a very long time. The last time that I was I cheered for him when it was was it him and who did he tag with? Chuck and they, Stein. Chuck Stein, and they went against Logan Osmodeus. Yep. That was when we had the tables at the Horror Slam back in. Uh, that, was, that was like that was the horse. That was the Horror Slam show of the of the reunion yeah. of the Metalbrook crew. Because 2019 was the year I had my accident. Yeah, it was. Yeah, right 2019. It was right after. Was it was your. December. It was your first show back, Gooch. Yeah. It was yeah, your so first was, show back. That was 2020. Yeah. And oh, it was, that was the, was that was the bathroom the reunion. No, it was the reunion <laughs> okay. of the Meadowbrook crew, Brandon and Big Kaz and Gooch and myself and that's Jimmy Coyne, uh, Travis. Brandon, Brandon talked to a good buddy of ours, Greg, and, uh, Greg did me a solid and got some talent to come sign some posters that I had made that night. So that was really awesome. So I guess get to me, my favorite match. Um, it was, I, I'm going to say this match because it's kind of special because two people that I consider friends made their horror slam return. That being the dread King Logan and the guru. So I'm going to say Briar Wellington and Dread King Logan, um, the Undead Kings versus, um, holy shit, who did they even fight? Jimmy Lloyd. How did Jimmy I forget? Lloyd Jimmy, Lloyd? Jimmy Lloyd and Alice Cologne. Jimmy Lloyd and Alice Cologne. That was a, 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 a hard-hitting, it was a death match. Um, you don't usually see uh, Dread King Logan do death matches. Um, him and Alice Cologne kicked the shit out of each other that entire match and you know briar took the loss but uh it was nice to see dread king and and uh the guru back in uh in horror slam the other thing i want to say from the show is i don't care anybody says john wayne murdoch has some fucking kick-ass entrance music 
that music is kick ass. Him and Tommy tore down the house as well in the main event, and John Wayne Murdoch retained his Horror Slam Deathmatch Championship. Um, so yeah, anything else stick out from that show to you guys? Going back to your favorite match, when Briar took the double stomp from Alex Cologne with a bundle of light tubes on his chest. That was fucking insane. So, mad props to Briar on that one. That spot was dope. Anybody else got anything about that uh, about this show? I just want to say before we move on to GCW and let um, Brokowski and Jaybird talk about GCW, shout out to our boy. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Chinstrap Jesus, Kyle Barrett. He retained the undeniable championship. And he had a tough task in front of him um, with all the competitors in that match. But uh, let's see. Um, Kyler was in it, but he wasn't a tough competitor because, you know, we don't like Kyler. Toothpick. Uh, Congo Kong was in that match. Um, anybody remember who else was in that match? The High Daddy Long Legs, Atlas Hightower. How could we forget that? Shout out to Atlas and Jamie. And also um, Gregory Iron. Fuck Ohio. Fuck you, Ohio. Yeah, fuck Gregory Iron. Yeah, we're not fans of him. But yeah, um, Kyle does what he does best. Him with his manager, uh, John, capital E, period, Bravo. Came out with the with the victory once again. Um, he is your current, reigning, defending, and always undeniable champion. So shout out to our boy Kyle Barrett for another title defense. Um, keeping that belt's well deserved for him. He he deserves that thing. Friday night, GCW, Brokowski, Jaybird, let. Let us know about what happened on GCW. Man, fucking hell, dude. Everything. Everything and then another thing twice over. Like, everything that happened Thursday, but, like, a thousand times over again. It was awesome. I mean, do you, you, want, you want to start before I just say everything? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, it was amazing, man. I GCW knows how to put on a show. They know to do it everybody on the list is in phenomenal absolutely amazing um shit honestly the women that were there may have even stole the show it was the, some of the death matches that went down were crazy <clears throat> some that weren't even death matches too like all right so chelsea green and you know alley catch they put out a phenomenal wrestling match and then freaking Chelsea took a freaking staple gun out of nowhere. Like, who the fuck would have thought that would have happened? I had no clue. I had no, no expectations of that happening whatsoever. But that was badass. You know, then you had Matt Cardona taking on Alex Shelley, which I think Matt Cardona is the fucking, he's the, the, the I don't know what you want to call it, the Hulk Hogan of the Indies right now. Yeah, he definitely That motherfucker him. just walks in and, he just spews greatness. You got to fucking hate him so much. Yeah. Like that so, dude probably, it's his excellence when it comes to the wrestling ring. 
Matt Cardona is a perfect example of WWE having no fucking clue what to do with talent. Uh, yeah, Matt yeah, Cardona yes. is so good. Yeah. He can tell a story. He got himself yep. over as the biggest heel and villain in independent wrestling when he beat Nick Gage for the GCW championship. So uh, just another example on where New York don't know what the fuck they're doing when it comes to talent because Cardona could have been a star there. They they dabbled with it. They gave him the U.S. title for a while. He was tag champs, but they really m- missed the mark on him. But, uh, yeah, he's fucking tearing it up. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was great work. And then you had to go back to the women. Like, there's, you know, Charlie Evans taking on, uh, I'm going to destroy your first name, by your last name, too. But I think it's Renny Yamashita. Either way, dude, those two women are bad as fuck. Like, straight up, their match stole the whole show. They, 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 Yamashita had uh, one of them fans made up yeah. of light tubes. You know, them, them Japanese, like, fans, you flick it open, and yeah, doo, 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 doo. one of those, but they were fucking light tubes. They were so cool. Hey, I don't think I've seen anything like that before, because it no. really stuck out. It yeah, really it stuck and out. And especially once uh, she broke it over, uh, Evans, Charlie. Evans, Charlie Evans, back, man, it, that thing blew up. Glass went everywhere. It was it was a great match. It was a fun time. Uh, who else was there? Dude, two dudes I want to see come around more is Gringo Loco and what's his name? Is it A-F-R-F-R-F-H-R-F-S? Something like that. I can't. I cannot yeah. fucking do the life of me think of it now. But they wrestled each other on that card, and that was uh like a, a lucha libre. Like you remember back in the day when ECW would have like Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Linko or Benoit versus fucking uh what's his goddamn face? Yeah, yeah. like it, it had one of those feels to it. You know, it, it was pretty dope. Pretty dope. And then the main event just stole the show. Fucking. G. Raver looked like he ripped half of his face off. That dude had a chunk of fucking skin hanging from the top of his forehead. It was unfucking believable. And then uh, they took him. Uh, I forgot who grabbed him. Was it uh, when he did the flip off the the top of the thing, the entrance? Oh, that was. Uh, I think that was on uh, Cologne again. When he did the... No, that was G-Raver that did the... Yeah, G-Raver did the swan tying off the top of the... You know the scalpel team where they were walking out on Thursday night? Yeah. Where uh, the entrance was? G-Raver climbed up the top of that bitch and jumped off of it and put Cologne through a table. But, uh, like, yeah, seeing, like, Yamashita and Takeda, like, I'm never going to see that motherfucker again. Like, the chances of me seeing that dude come around are... Zero to none. I could probably find a needle in a haystack before I get to see him around town again. So that was real sweet. And I got to see it. Uh, uh, Nate Webb. Nate fucking Webb. You know, Ooh, I got to talk to right. him. He got Merkel. such Man. Everybody was singing his entrance music, man. He ran around like three different times. Got everybody. Dude, he got the best pop that night, though. Everybody went crazy for him. Now that you're on the topic of Nate Webb. I've been calling for this. I'm begging. I'm pleading for this. Pro Wrestling Edge will sponsor the fuck out of this match. And I'm trying to speak it into existence. Chris Kohlenberg, Ruthless Pro Wrestling. I hope you're listening. 
we would love, not just us, others would love to see Nate fucking Webb versus Chuck Stein. I All would day. love to see this happen. This is would be like one of those dream matches for me to see those two in the ring together. So hopefully we can make this happen. Um, I'd love for it to be at RPW. Uh, so hopefully I've spoken into existence and sometime in the next several months, we're going to get Nate Webb versus Chuck Stein. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And that would be awesome. To sum it up, GC Dub was awesome. If you you missed out, you missed out hardcore if you didn't be there. Be there at the next one when it's announced. I know we're definitely going. To be. Oh yeah, no questions. But on that Saturday, there was another half of Pro Wrestling Edge that was able to make it to a show that the others couldn't. That was Big Cass and Nick the Gooch. They were there representing us at Corky's farewell. Again, Corky, you're the man. And guys, how was it? It was a, a good show. It was not only Corky's like retirement, it was Metro Pro Wrestling's 20-year anniversary. Two decades these guys have been around putting on shows. And, and they put a pretty good one on. It was nice to see Corky get into some matches that night, you know. And uh, I, he started. It was the first match of the night. Yeah, he started the night off roughing. Yeah, it was uh, Ace Evans versus Jay Maynard and Brutus Atwell. Brutus, there he is again. You know, three big-ass bearded men going at it. And that match, I, I liked every minute of that match. That was just hard-hitting, aggressive, sometimes funny. You know, Brutus licked the top of Ace's head. You know, Brutus being Brutus, biting thumbs. Ace was biting. Ace bit Brutus back. Yeah. I think one match that uh, really caught me, uh, Bubba threw a twist at us. You know, we all seen the the backstab from uh, T.J. Meyer and Armageddon at the last show, right? Well, they mm -hmm. came out. It was gracefully chosen. T.J. Meyer comes out, and Bubba's ready to announce his partner. And he said because of the disgraceful act from that what he did at the last show – he made Tanner Nix his tag partner, and it was for the titles. So that became really, really interesting. You've seen the hesitance between, you know, Tanner Nix and uh, TJ Meyer. But uh, it was about a little bit into the match. There were some things that happened, and you've seen some fight come out of Tanner Nix against uh, yeah. Chris Felicello. Yeah, yeah, it was that happened like a few times in that match, you know, like you said. T. Nix wasn't really taking it to either member of Gracefully Chosen when they were in the ring together. And then I don't want to say he avoided the tag, you know, but TJ wasn't able to make a tag. And then, like you said, T. Nix got hit by accident. So then him and TJ actually got some teamwork going on. And it was pretty good, pretty fun for a little while. And then something snapped back into Tanner. Turned on. Turned on TJ. I think TJ had Adonis in a, in a submission hold. Mm -hmm. And Tanner Tenex came back into the ring and just broke the hold up, stopped it, and, you know, helped out his own team. Gracefully chosen, won the belts, of course, again. But, uh, 
man, for that 20 year anniversary, there were so many people. I've never seen that place that packed. They had to keep adding chairs. There's people standing. Um, how you couldn't even get to concessions or even merch tables. That place was literally packed. <clears throat> and then our man Top Notch came out with uh, Karam. 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 Notch and Karam. The truth, up. right? That they called themselves the truth. They ended up getting a match against Alex Weir and June Tai. And that was probably that was probably a match of the night, to be yeah. honest. Like it was, that was a pretty that cool was a combo. Weird and June Tai, for awesome sure. Combo. Yeah. But a uh, very, very, very fast-paced, hard-hitting fight, of course, knowing, you know, the talent that was in there, just having top-notch Hotch and Alex Weir in there alone. The heat between them two was absolutely insane. Not to mention the added heat between Carm and Alex Weir with Carm being a mm -hmm. former DTA member and having his heat with DTA. So that definitely made things interesting and made, made, made the match very, very fun. After that, they announced for their next show, December 4th, Jason Hotch and Alex Weir are going to do a two out of three pins falls to see who's the best. That's going to be sweet. Be show ended. Hey, you know, Corky, <laughs> Corky gave it to the Hotch during the match. It was kind of funny. Uh, Hotch was being a little aggressive. I think he was the illegal man, and Corky was telling him to get out, and Hotch got back into his face, and Corky shoved him down. Everybody was pretty surprised. But uh, he gave a speech after the match. He laid his shoes and his shirt down. Uh, it was very emotional. Everybody approached the ring, banged on the ring. Everybody was clapping on their feet for Corky. So that was our Saturday night. Then we all watched football on Sunday. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. <laughs> like, that's our weekend. Uh, we were going, wrestling, wrestling, football. Football. <laughs> um, me and Dano Mac threw some comedy in, in the mix throughout the week. And that's yeah, where how we was were. That? How'd that go? That's where we were at Friday night while you guys were at GCW. We were laughing our asses off at John Heffron. Dude, that. So, my all time favorite favorite comedian i've seen live is george carlin john heffron ranks up there as number two and i've been to a lot of comedy shows that man is so hilarious i mean fuck chipmunks brandon knows what i'm talking about fuck chipmunks fuck chipmunks he, he hates chipmunks he hates chipmunks he has to play a game about find out what animal is in his wall today and <laughs> talks about uh, drinks the way an alcoholic beverage should be made and how we made them during COVID. And it, it was just, it was just amazing. He talked about moving back to Michigan after his divorce and, and um, it was just, it, it was, it was, an, it was an awesome night. It, he puts on a hell of a show. I'll definitely go back and see him again. He said he's come back next year. And there was something cool going on. One of his biggest fans that he became friends with had recently passed away. And that person's entire family was there and, and Heffron did a tribute to him. So that was pretty cool. Um, so so that, that that made the night special for that family. But uh, 
it was an awesome night. Um, you know, we had a shitty experience beforehand. Anyone listening to this podcast, do not go to Chili's on Ford Road and Southfield Freeway. There's still Chili's around? I didn't know they still existed. Yeah. Fuck that place. Don't ever go there. It was the worst, one of the worst experiences we ever had. And the manager did not want, he was just basically like, oh, well, um, it was bad. Very. So, but then the show, like I said, the show was fantastic. The venue was cool. Mark Ripley's Comedy Castle. Comedy Castle. That's a Royal cool place. I'd, I'd go see anybody there. That was a cool, cool venue. You know, you know, they, they announced Brad Williams is going to be there next month. Everybody knows Brad Williams. He's, he's the little yeah. person. He was the host yeah, on the Jericho. He was the host on the Jericho cruise. I went on there after we left the next morning to try to look for tickets for him, and and he's just about sold out. I mean, there's not much left at all for him. So, but yeah, it was a good night. We had a blast on Friday night. Uh, Jay Bird and and Brokowski had a blast. The Saturday, you know, thank you, Corky. And I told him this. It was an honor and a privilege to get him on the podcast and tell his story. We talked to him at Clash, and he was talking about how he was he was excited for the Special Olympics. He had another round of Special Olympics that was starting. So uh, he, he was really passionate about that on the podcast, and he was so happy to talk about when we saw him at Clash, um, the next uh, Special Olympics thing he was doing. So that guy's not only a class act, he's, he was one of the best referees in, in Michigan independent wrestling and he's going to be missed. So, you know, Corky, just, we send our thoughts and prayers for you getting ready for your surgery and your road to recovery. But yeah, um, his speech was awesome. It's all over the internet and, um, the dude deserved that night. I'm glad he got it. So thanks Bubba for, for giving him that night. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Good night. So now that we've talked about how our weekend went, um, I'm sure you guys don't want to get into the football talk. You you guys are very disappointed in your team. I'm extremely no, we gotta skip right past that. We we can, yeah, right Let's just jump into what we were here to talk. What you guys are here to listen to the ICW weekend. Yeah, we're about to we're gonna talk a little bit about some of our experiences while we were out at the the circus. ICW and RPW putting on a great two day event that we attended. <clears throat> Brokowski, so Jay Bird, Nick the Gooch. I say it again, Nick the Gooch and Nick myself. Gooch. We all we all went out there for a little camping trip. Hey man, what a camping trip it was. Fucking two days of just beer and wrestling. It was so much fuck beer, weed, and wrestling. Like that's exactly what you could sum it up. Where three words: beer, and, weed, and, wrestling, and with well, a little bit of Hennessy in there too. I mean, we could. Okay, let's make it a couple more words. Let's make it a whole sentence. Cliff's food also. Oh, Cliff! Cliff yeah, dude. Had, without we him, we would have been fucked. Yeah, we were fed well. Yes, his breakfast burrito, like that was a lifesaver, man. That thing was delicious, yes. man. That was the best thing ever about Saturday morning. Waking up, hungover as shit. Oh man, so the, first the, the first night was great. It was a blast. 
Fucking, we tore that shit up in the pit. Oh my god! I mean, Dude, that and, and pit was the best. No holds barred was awesome, but I mean, you the the pit when you're feel that feeling live. I mean, I suggest everybody to get a chance to go to the pit, like experience that shit. It's fucking awesome. Like, felt like human cockfighting. It was just straight up illegal. We shouldn't have been doing it. It was awesome. It was, it was so cool. It was definitely felt completely illegal. Was, like we were in Bangladesh or Bangkok or something. <laughs> Some just in a basement or something. Oh my god, it was the best. It was so cool. Some shit you need a password at like you go into yeah, a, a secret door, a special door. You gotta tell the butcher some fucking magic word and he takes you through these the freezer and then you're you go down the <laughs> stairs around a corridor, yeah. you know, down a hallway, and then the, there you are in a barn called the pit. <laughs> yes. We got to see our man. boy Mac fighting in the pit that night against uh, Brandon Kirks. The Kirks. Kirks. The Kirks. Fuck the Kirks. <laughs> D Mac held his own. He took a light tube that night. He did. That's what yeah. took him out. But still, man, that was a light tube, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then we ended up, well, I think we did this what? This was in the middle between No Holds Barred and the pit. Was this little uh, little skirmish we had with uh, not skirmish but interview kind of with uh, Schwartzy, Randy, Uncle Chase? Oh God! Who yes. else was on that man? Like I can't really remember because I was pretty drunk at so that time. So like, I'll speak up on this one. I went back and I had to edit the podcast when you guys got back from the circus. So in the midst of editing it, I had to listen to it. Um, there was a little bit of everybody on that. We had a. Um, <laughs> I don't think there was one sober person that night on that podcast. Well, I think I remember we had Donald Holland on there. I think he was pretty sober. He had his children. Yeah. And they yeah, were driving Don, home that night. Donald Holland was on there. But other than that, um, Thrasher was on there. And, and um, Uncle Chase. <laughs> Uncle Chase. Schwartzy and Randy. Um, gosh, I don't even remember all the people that, that jumped on. but I believe Hoodfoot. Hoodfoot came, Hood Foot came oh, yeah. on there, but I think he had to take off real quick because he thought he, he saw by documents, um, oh, Bobby, yeah. or saw by documents. So, 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 so he had to take off to try to find by documents. But uh, yeah, it was a, uh, it was definitely from someone who wasn't there that had to edit the episode. Uh, I I will say, one hundred percent with confidence that all four of you had one of the best times of your life (laughs) pretty good and And that was just that was the middle of the night that was after the chains before the pit so this is what probably 11 30 11 o'clock 11 30 guys (laughs) something like that sounds about right that's about the time that i had to go take my little nap before the fucking pit shit but that that was super fun. Like I don't, re- I'm, I can't wait to hear it because I don't remember anything. Same. I no don't remember the conversations. The thing that stands out, the, the, the only thing I remember stand out, but I don't think that was us. That we lost something. That was it. Like I was like, oh my god, we just pulled this out drunk, hooked it all up at night. There's probably stuff laying on the ground right now. Nobody can see it. I, I, the, what I do remember is <laughs> Brandon opens the door. Big Cass opens the door to grab it, and he goes, oh, it's on the other side. And he looks at me like, oh, okay, well, I'll just walk around and go and get it. Then don't worry about it, man. <laughs> like, 
So it was funny, a little open the curtain or fourth wall, whatever you want to call it from the podcast. So um, Josh brings the equipment back to me. I'm coming to edit it. I had a lot of shows to edit that was on the uh, the digital recorder. And I can't find um, the cord that attaches it to the laptop. And Josh and Jordan and Brandon were all like, dude, we, we, we never touched it. It's where it always is. It was not. It had been taken out and it was tucked in a side pocket of the big bag that we keep everything in that's on wheels. So uh, so when you said that you were worried that some stuff may have been laid out or, or, or misplaced, we almost <laughs> lost a vital piece of the equipment. So uh, but I was able to find it and get everything uploaded and edited. So um the one thing that stood out for me on this episode when everybody hears it was the weapons workshop that took yeah, place. We were the next sober day. for that. We yeah. were sober yep. for that. I could definitely tell that. Um, but that definitely stood out to me on this episode as, as it had to have been really interesting. They correct me if I'm wrong from what I gathered from listening. They taught everyone the correct and safe way to make weapons for deathmatch wrestling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. extremely informal, man. I did not realize a lot of things, dude. Straight up, it was it was it was very informing. They asked questions, or they let us ask questions. They answered everything. It was it was a blast, honestly. I can't believe how much I learned from those guys in that amount of time, yeah. and got to make too. What you can and I cannot to- use when you're making these weapons as well, and they explained thoroughly. You know, it was really. Really and there cool. was a perfect example of that. What Gooch just said at GCW Horseland. Um, there was weapons that were made that were made out of large toothpicks. Um, and when the wrestlers came in the ring, they took those and they got them as far away from the ring as possible before they even got in the ring to start the match. So um, it's really informative. Um they teach you the correct way, the safe way to make these weapons. So, yes, Deathmatch Wrestling is all about um, telling stories, but you can't use something that's not going to – has a potential to uh, – or a greater chance of, of really, really hurting one of the guys or girls. Yeah. And then after they did like the talking part of the seminar and explained all this stuff to us, the guys here, Nick the Gooch, Nick the Gooch, Brokowski and Jaybird all partaked in making some of the weapons that were going to be used that day at RPW and Old Holds Bard. Um, at that time, I took the opportunity and asked if we could, if I could go around and interview people while this is being done and they allowed it. And I went around, I, I watched these guys all make weapons. I talked to other, other fans in attendance that were making weapons. Everybody was making something different. It all came out really well. And then I actually got to have a conversation with Gene, one of the weapons masters and talk to him and have him answer more questions. And he told me about the him and the business and how long he's, that guy's been doing it a very long time. He's 20 something years. The dude was full of all kinds of knowledge. And Neil Diamond Cutter, too, man. He he was in the seminar, had a lot of good uh, advice and pointers, and um, that guy knows his shit, too. 
lot of great stories too from him. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of great stories. When you get him talking, it's gold. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh me and uh Gucci man, we made uh gusset plate doors. Uh I made uh like styrofoam razor blade just devastation thing. Like literally that's all it was was razor blades and styrofoam. Like fuck. Um, I also helped open up spoons for the spoon stuff that they used. Uh, what else do we make? Jaybird, what did you make? I got to make, um, a tack covered, uh, nunchuck, which is pretty cool. And then I got to, um, make a bar, two barbed wire doors, which was a lot harder than you thought it was, but it worked out pretty good. Yeah, I believe I came up and talked to you and the guy you were making it with. Yeah, and was that's asking true. Yes, you, you guys were making it. Nick the Gooch. Uh, shit. I think the only other thing that we made was uh, when me and uh, Rokowski, we also made a tax strip door. Mm-hmm. I think we actually got this. We, we seen that get that used in the pit that night. Yeah, we made we made two of those. And no, we made one tax strip door and we made two gusset plate doors. Oh, really? I thought it was four. I thought we made four, two and two. Did we? I don't know, dude. I think so. <laughs> st- we were hung over at that point. <laughs> we made a lot of fucking doors. It was a really fun experience. I enjoyed every minute of that and getting to talk to all those people and watching them make all sorts of weapons. These guys getting to participate in it. And then later on when we're watching the show, like, that's my weapon. That's my weapon. Like, <laughs> that was very fun. They, they also showed us how to make a, um, a barbed-wired ring. Yes, no yeah, rope no barbed wire. No, yeah, no rope barbed wire. That's what it was. They showed us the proper technique and how to do it. and That was, like I said, it was extremely infor- or informal. They taught us so much. It was a blast. And those guys are all, all those guys. Yeah, Jim, really cool. Tom, Neil, cool as fuck. Really cool cats. But if you ever go to an IC Dub show and they have the deathmatch workshop, Go. Yeah. Just don't second guess it. Wake your ass up and get there. It was a lot of fun. Well, <laughs> that that episode will follow this uh, well, 45-minute episode. Um, we'll, we'll make that one episode coming out to, uh, this week. So, uh, you guys got any last words? Brokowski, you want to close us out? I got one more thing to say. All right. I just want to say Happy birthday to Colton, the Dread King Logan's son, Prince, the Prince. You know, he's the guy coming up. Happy birthday, little guy. Happy birthday. Uh, Brokowski? All right, man. Are you guys ready for this? This is going to be a good episode. And um, happy birthday, Colton. Peace. Josh, go do a dab, and then we'll switch. You ready? Yeah. Oh, we're hot. So, as you heard, we are at ICW's New York's The Circus. We just finished with No Holds Barred. I'm here with Jaybird here on my left. We got a group of folks out here, and we're going to let you talk to a little, you know, we're going to talk to all of them here. We're going to have a little bit of conversations. Talk about what went on tonight and Some crazy uh, shit, crazy shit. Just yeah, well, what we it just witnessed, how that nuts. ended, how that ended right there was incredible, incredible. You know, Absolutely. so I'm gonna bring in kind of our first guest, and this guy, he's not 
a wrestler. He's a super fan. I'm going to call him a super, super fan, fan here in the state of Big Michigan. Although we disagree, he loves DTA. We do not. We do we'll not. do T- DTA, but we're going to allow him on the episode today. <laughs> he is none other than Donald Holland. Welcome there. Welcome. What's up? How did you like that first show right there? You and your boys, man. I, I heard them kind of going kind of crazy. Well, they love the Del Patrick match because they're a big fan of Del, and the Sadika and Mickey match was fucking nuts. That met all the expectations that I thought it was going to have right there, and geez, the whole night so far was just amazing. And, you know, and we still have the pit going on right now. But I'm going to ask you, what was your favorite match of the whole thing, though? Like top, which one was the one that you had to be Mickey and Sadika? Yes. Yes, man, that one was a very hard one. I think, you know, Madman Pondo and, uh, you know, the Honey Badger kind of, I don't want to say surprised me, but they put on a little bit more than what I thought was going to happen there, you know. That was kind of I thought was going to be the sleeper match. Along with Jeff King, I almost forgot he was going to be here tonight until I was looking at the card. Bummer that he lost that one. Old timers, one of our favorites, you know, being Michigan guys. And, you know, Speaking speaking of old timer, we're gonna bring a guy in right now. Uh, it was his trainer. Old timer was this guy's trainer. He's here at the uh, the circus with us, just watching, just chilling, and just watching. Yes. Schwartzy. Schwartzy here. Yes. Hello. Hello. How 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 are you? We are. I am high here. as I am high as dick and balls. And we're right getting now. there. We're definitely getting there. Uncle we got Chase it. is high over here. Dick we, and balls. We have high. an hour. Hi, Uncle Dripskis tonight. I'm going What's to do up? a dab. I'm going to do a dab real quick. You do, do, do that roll, roll, dab. Roll, 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 roll. What's good? So, Shorty, so far you were sitting back and you were watching. What was your favorite match tonight? Well, I was watching a lot of fantastic matches tonight, but I must say my favorite match was watching my trainer old-timer Jeff King. He, he really he came back. He's been out for quite some time, but it's, it's like, you know, he just massaged that muscle real good, and it just came right back to him. It was, it was fantastic. He was in there with Dale Patricks. You know, I know Dale Patricks, the young dragon. We've mm-hmm. had him down in Flophouse. He's absolutely fantastic. So, I mean, the match was just, I mean, phenomenal. I loved I it. I loved every bit of it. I mean, the whole show was really good. I'm really, you know, I have to dig to find that to be my favorite match, but that was a, that was a banger. Yes, it definitely say. was. I enjoyed the hell big out time of that. Big time banger. Big King banger. coming back. That was the second time we got to see him this year. He was over at GCW in Horace Lamb and bled again that night. Listen, and listen. The, the pit is this? next. Okay, I, I have to say this. Um, I was just describing it to everybody else. Like The way they have it set up in there, the way they have this barn set up, it's, it's fantastic skis. It's amazing. It's actually like something out of a movie. Like if you've ever seen like Digstown we were talking about or any like movie where you have like the guy training to be a boxer in like a, uh, in a goddamn country barn. Like this is, they're fighting in a, they're duking it out in a barn. The shit is, With the shit is fucking wild skis. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, you have to be here to see this. Like, I'm if excited. you didn't get a ticket, you're... You're fucking stupid. That is exactly right. No, that is obviously because that But you are fucking stupid. I know. It's so good. It's so cool. What's happening on there, Randy? What are you guys doing? Just a little chit chat. And what was your favorite match tonight? I was super excited about Jimmy Jacobs. Yes. Yes, I'm a big fan. Always have been for years and years and years. Love him. Yes, him and Atticus put on a hell of a show. Oh, I love that so match. Good. That was a really good one. Went back and forth. I love the spikes versus skewers, you know. Ooh. Ooh, 
my goodness, no thank you to either. Oh yeah, definitely <laughs> hit that. Definitely hit that. And we're also joined by Uncle Chase. Uncle Chase, what was your favorite match tonight? Oh, I love um the main event, of course. That's why I came. I wanted to see a person get hurt, and guess what? Two people got hurt. I won. I won. Double my admission. Two humans were hurt. They, I, they'll probably never wrestle again. Rest in peace to uh, Mickey Knuckles and Sadiqa. I really appreciate you coming to you know to the United States. That's great, but you died. <laughs> the way that ended, I, yeah, like. She got a lot of heat at that match. We had people busted in the ring and everything like that. She choked Mickey to death. That was another murder. The last time we seen no, Mickey murder it. somebody at well, at uh, private stash, at private and stash, now the other murder now Sadiko murdered yeah, fucking donut up. Mickey killed, here. Killed me once. <sighs> she shoved a donut right up his butthole. Yes, the glazed donut went right up the keister. It went in glazed and came out chocolate. Yes, she did. She did. She used our table. It was set. It said we wondered about that because it said at our table when we were doing commentary, and it sat there forever. You learn how to like hide something in a cavity for a long time, just pop that bitch out, and she knows that shit. It's like hiding a shank in your boot. She just hit a donut over on the table, you know. So we're at intermission. Or, I don't want to call it intermission, we're between shows because it's not the same show. We're about to go to the pit. Yeah, we're going we, to the pit! To the pit! Alright, the match the, the match I really am looking forward to, I mean, a lot of people... Everybody probably is going... I, I'm going, you know, Justin Kyle and Isaiah Browner, those two fucking beefcakes. Yes. Those two guys, you know. That's going to be the show stealer for sure. But I'm the me, Tank and Hoodfoot. Yes, I, I'm rocking his gear. Hoodfoot, I'm rocking his gear tonight. Hoodfoot should be well more places than he is right. This man is has got a rocket ship under him waiting to be lit. It's just the facts, Jack. So you know, I'm gonna tell you right now, a legend like Tank and an up and comer like Hoodfoot. Uh, I mean, we know what Isaiah can do and Justin Kyle can do and guys like that, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to see something new. You're going to see a guy break out tonight, and that's just my prediction, Skis. That's 100. Hoodfoot is going to plant his foot down, and he's going to plant it down in history, and he's never going to not be booked ever again. He's never going to have a free weekend again. Do you want to see Hoodfoot? you want to interview him? you want to interview him? Because too bad. Because he's booked up after tonight. Period. <laughs> Let's go. Fee went up, homie. The fee is up. The fee is up. You're paying full price, keys. <laughs> we, we got it in good with Hoodfoot, though. Yes. I think we can be able to do that, and we will pay the fees. He doesn't like Again. white people as much as you think. Edit. Okay, edit there. Um, you know, and we also have, we got Aaron O'Ryan versus... Aaron Williams. Yes, that's going to be a unique matchup. That's a powerhouse versus a technical wrestler. Yeah, DTA and Unsigned Don't Care. And then... (laughs) Probably. There's a good chance. He's he's crazy right now. You know, what other matches do we have coming on the pit? We have Tommy Vendetta. Who, Who... what the fuck? Tommy Vendetta's taking on John Wayne Murdoch. What about the best one of all? Darren fucking McCarty. 
is going to take on. Yes, Carver's here too. Yes, the Carver and Sad Two. Carver's taking on Sad Two. Mm. The difference is you're the baddest bitch. All of wrestling. I'm just Big Kaz. I'm just a big scaredy cat. Well, here we are, folks. This is it. We're loving it right here. We're having a good time. And I think we're about to head to the pit. We're going to go to the barn. We're heading to the barn. barn. Well, actually, we have to find the we gotta, barn. Yeah, we got to find the barn, and then we got to find a good spot. Dark, dark wooded area. And so, yes, we got to follow the masses. Heaven, yes, the masses. we got to follow the lights. The lights are shining in there. And we will be back, ladies and gentlemen. And we are here. We are at right now at the Deathmatch Weapons Workshop. The guys from Pro Wrestling Edge. We're over here. We got some carpet strips in front of us. We have some like nunchucks and some tacks. There's people all around the ring right now. We're being shown how to make some deathmatch weapons. We had a cool little Q&A earlier with the guys from ICW's uh, Neil Diamond Cutter. Called them Weapon Masters. <laughs> um, but it's been a pretty fun experience so far. And mind you, because everything that we make right now is going to be used in the show tonight. Yes, yes, they're making these for the ICW show at 8 o'clock, another No Holds Barred. And then we have Ruthless Pro Wrestling tonight as well. Yes, at 3 o'clock we have the Ruthless Inked in Blood. So, really excited for this, but right now, we're gathered around. I'm looking at people, look at, they're making, they got the tape around the plastic bats, putting thumbtacks on there. We got some guy over here with some mouse traps. We got Neil Diamond Cutter here in the middle of the ring talking about this thumb, uh, this uh, toothpick bat he's got over here. Looks pretty intense. Looks like a pool noodle with a broomstick handle, and the whole thing is just covered with these big ass toothpicks. And we have a hammer. We have you guys coming over for the hammer. Out. All right. Well, that's uh, that's my cue. Then I gotta go build some weapons, bud. All right. And then here I'm gonna roam around. I'm gonna roam around. See what people's got going on. Right, they'll actually push in. They won't stick in you. Well, you have no idea. From Masada, I just pulled out a skewer piece from here. That's a skewer piece. These things are hard as fuck to get out. Who moved the door? You break off a little piece like All right, now we're here. Got Brokowski, Nick the Gooch, and Jaybird over here. They're looks like they're gonna put some carpet strips on top of a door. So, hand me one of the carpet tacks. I will tell you. There is actually, if you look, they're bent a certain way. Right? So, what we usually do is keep it one direction. So, if they take it, it's all going to be the same direction. A couple different ways we can do it. We can do it this way, or this way. This way, like, remember I said you don't need to nail them all? Yeah. All right. So what you do is, is you don't even need to come to the edge. You just nail one. So it's like you put one, then I'll cut another base, and I'll stick it in between. One in the middle, and one on the 
It doesn't have to be. Not even necessarily all that, but so now what you got to do is you don't want to leave these for a bump. So you're going to take these per particular one. Come here. You're going to take these out, okay? Because you don't want them to hit the, the nail. It's okay if you twist it, spin it, whatever. I don't know who it's for. You just go to town and. Now it's easy to nail them all in, but to be honest with you, it'd be nice if it came off and went into somebody. Oh damn it, it didn't work. You know, Diamond Cutter tried to hit us with a popper. You should have put it on the door. Give me a break, man. I'm handicapping the right hand. I'm fucking handicapping the mine, so it's all good. Uh, all right, so two more. All right, so, and you definitely want to hold, fuck, hold this down. And by the way, it will bite you if you don't hold it right. Um, all right, so, take these. Um, give me another carpet strip. Now, you can do, like I, like I said, I like to keep them the same way, so I just make sure that all the areas hey, uh, are uh, Stop them. Stop that third person with the bat. What? With the red bat. Stop them. What? Where? What? Oh. Stop. Yeah, we yeah, can't do Yeah, we don't need Over three. Oh, you you put, oh nice, nice, nice. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> I would just put this in here. Um, then I would put another one down there, like about the same space. Again, all the way across, and then hopefully you end up with one on the other side there, so it looks aesthetically nice. Now the boys have been showing how to put these carpet strips on top of a door. Perfect technique. I'm going to come back. I'm going to explore a little bit. I'm going to leave the other guys here to do this door. We're going to go walk around, maybe talk to some other people, see what some other people are making. I see a barbed wire door. Yeah, we're going to go over here. So it looks like they, they're using staple guns. They're letting it coil up a little bit. Now when you're making these coils, do you like to keep them a little bit looser so they're flimsier or do you, do you get them nice and tight? Looser, flimsy, like I said, this is poofy. Yeah. Uh, or soft, if you can look at it as a soft one. <laughs> but yeah, you don't want to make it real tight and have smaller uh, loops. So the, the softer it is, or taller, puffy, poofy, however you want to say it. Um, I was just telling them pieces. You don't want to have, like I said, a 50-foot length of wire on one door, because if when they do go through it, whether it be in the ring or a higher bump, <laughs> Now they're engulfed in this barbed wire net. Now you gotta try and cut them out. It's stuck in their clothes, their shirt, their skin, and you're trying to cut it, but it's easier to, to remove them and cut them out of pieces of wire than a, a 30, 40, 50 foot uh, piece. Now is this like one of the, like the main weapons that is almost at every show is like a barbed wire door in some, yeah, like some, a, some fashion? Barbed wire door, look like carpet strip doors. I'm seeing a lot. 
I guess it's a staple, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. And some people have never really seen it or they're scared of it, which is fine. So they absolutely use barbed wire. It's, uh, it's just a popping one. I like barbed wire. I like no rope barbed wire. They're probably my favorite match. Let me let me come over here. I'm gonna to talk to the guy. He, you jumped in the ring and uh, helped make the the barbed wire rope right there, right? And what's your name? Uh, Francis. Francis. We are pro wrestling edge here, and we're just here for the weekend. We're checking some stuff out, and we wanted to get a little bit of reaction. Have you always been like um, interested in making the weapons, or is this something that just came across and like you know I'm gonna go see what that's about? Well, I wasn't always, and then um, as I started getting like heavier into the. the, the, the genre of wrestling i just started getting more intrigued on the weapons and uh like i was telling gene like the second i saw this advertised i marked out and i was like yo i want to be part of that i want to i want to know about it right from both the weapon makers and you know the workers like uh neil over there so and where are you from where'd you come from to come to the show detroit detroit okay yes we we are actually we're out of you know metro detroit area we've been at a lot of the shows in the local area and stuff like that and you know as well as us about the deathmatch scene in, in the Detroit area. It's pretty heavy, so it'd be nice to get some people to learn how to make some good weapons for these shows, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what just you know, learning from the best, and you know, and it's better than just watching a YouTube video and being like, I think I kind of figured out how they did that, or however. But you know, getting to, to ask the questions was uh, from these guys. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for taking the time. I'll let you get back to making your door here. Have fun. Enjoy the show. We'll walk around. Looks like the other guys, they finished one of their carpet strip doors. That was pretty quick. Brokowski, what'd you think? Pretty badass. Over there with uh, the legendary uh, deathmatch. You, you got a master. Sharpie in your pocket? Maybe mark that door so you guys know it's the one that you guys made. Sign it. What about in this bag? Uh, is the Sharpie in there? Let's sign that door so you guys know, okay? So many weapons being made. This is kind of cool. Like we've never experienced anything like this before. What do you think about that, Nick the Gooch? Dude, this is absolutely an amazing experience. I'm actually making weapons that are going to be used in the shows. Look at this. That's right in front of us. Look at this door. I was just going to say, we got this uh, door over here with mouse traps on. I ain't never seen no shit like that before. This is going to be crazy. No, I wonder who's going to go through and set those. Like, they're going to set those before. I'm going to go over there back to uh, Eugene and see what else he got. Yes, go make. back. Go make some more weapons, guys. I'm going to go. I'm going to talk to some more people here. And I'm walking up on some folks. They're making some, some tack bats here. How are you guys doing? Oh, great. What about you? We're doing awesome. We had a great time last night. It was a great show. Now we're here. Uh... Just trying to experience it, this whole deathmatch circus and the, the making of the deathmatch seminar weapons. Have you guys made weapons before? Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Spencer has. Yeah. Okay. Now, where are you guys out of? Where have you guys made weapons for? What promotion or anything like that? We're out of Indianapolis. Indianapolis, IWA Mid South. Okay. Um, Trainwreck Pro Wrestling. And, you know, we've been down there a few times for Flophouse Wrestling, and we were down there for the Flophouse RPW show and, you know, a private stash that we've done down there. And,. So, you guys made the travel all the way up here, so you had to make it for what? What was the match that pulled you up here? Uh, Mickey Knuckles versus Sadika. Yeah, last for night. Sure. Last night's uh, main event match here. Yeah, that shit was wild. That that was a crazy match. That was very... 
it was everything that was expected. You know, when we seen yeah. that put on the card, we thought it was going to be incredible too. And what did you guys think of the pit last night? That was, I was uh, taken away awesome. by it. That was, was awesome. something different, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, else, it was. Um, it was um, very entertaining. Very. Well, it was nice like to talk. Shit. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that's what I said. Like, if the, if the cops showed up and then just came and looked, like, they'd probably wonder what the hell was going yeah, on, it, you know? It felt illegal. It did. It totally <laughs> felt illegal. It, it felt like it wasn't something that we should be doing. Yeah, right, right. But I, I loved every fucking minute of it. Well, thanks for talking with me, guys. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yes, yes. We're, just, we're, we're Pro Wrestling Edge. Check us out. You know, we've interviewed... People from all over the Midwest. We do cover a lot of Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, Ohio. You know, we've come here. And what's your what's your name? I'm Big Cass. All right. I got a couple of my other fellows over here. You know, we got Brokowski, Jay Bird, and Nick the Gooch over there, and Darren McCarty. I don't know if you know who Darren McCarty is. You know, he's yeah, yeah. He's 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 part of us. He wrote. Yeah, he rolls with us sometimes. We got lucky on that one. He, he kind of hangs out and does some podcasts with, finds time to hang out. So check us out. Look us up on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Of course. Thank you so much. Enjoy your time. Yes. This looks insane. This mouse trap door. Let's see. What, what, are, they, what are we making over here? These will make it appear. Let me get out of the way. So we got got the honey manager over here with a couple fans and a bunch of silverware. Oh, man. Well, he's, he's not really a fan. He's not really a fan. No. Oh, no, shit. I just oh, seen yeah. the, the crew badge. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry oh, about good. that. Sorry. What are we doing with the silverware over here? Well, I'm just bringing in the bag. I plan to use them. Planning on using them. I'm just going to dump them out. <laughs> That's my plan. Need a couple spoons. Hey, man. I don't, I don't discriminate against silverware. All right? Spoons, knives, don't care. I'll use it all. Spoons are not going to be excluded. Yeah, we did see a, one of these styrofoam door or foam things with uh, spoons in it last night. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, let me get out of the way here. These guys. Let's see what you guys made here. What'd you guys? That is. Kendo stick with the carpet strips. Yeah, something like that. Wow, that thing's gonna pop, and that's gonna make some good noise. With a couple added tacks on there too. That's pretty awesome. We're 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 not live. We are recording. Um, we're pro wrestling edge. I'm pretty sure that you know you're aware of who we are. We know who you are, Ryan. Uh, how how do you how do you enjoy the show last night? It's awesome. I fucking love Deathmatch Circus because we're all really sick motherfuckers out here, and we're in the woods having a lot of fun. Yeah, th there was like a rave to like seven in the morning or some shit. Like they were getting they were getting down over there. I was too tired for that. Six mafia. I did hear the three six mafia. How was that? So you you said you helped out at Horror Slam making the uh, barbed wire ropes before, and it didn't go so well. Yeah. What did you learn right there? Um, that's a good question. Was it I easier? Did they, did they explain <laughs> explain how to make it easier for you? Yeah, how to tighten the wire was not something I knew before mm -hmm. with the screwdriver, so that was new knowledge for sure. I did not know that, so that was good to know. But yeah, uh, it was, it's just a typical barbed wire fail, you know. Try to wrap it around the whole, whole fucking ring. No one knows what they're doing, you know. Yeah, it's everybody just going by the flying by the seat of their pants. Yeah, get, it, ended getting up, it, done. it ended up happening after an hour. 
but you know. But it worked out. I'm excited for today. What show? What uh? What match are you looking for big time today? Like, what's the one? Mercer versus Kyle. Jesus. That's yes, as you see, you know, Kyle kills. I, and Mercer's incredible too. Like, it's. Kyle's got some monsters he's fighting this week, and he fought Tank. You know, he fought Isaiah Bronner in the pit last night, and now he's got Shane Mercer today. And then later on, you know, Larry D. But and he helped uh, drag Sadika out of the ring yesterday. Yeah, I was really surprised. He, he was speaking Spanish, and I was like, I went up to him after the show. I was like, were you communicating with her in Spanish? And he's like, yeah, I know a little bit. Yeah, Justin's really, really cool. <laughs> the guy and gets he's fucking terrified. cooler and cooler. Oh, my God, that was great. He's complimenting you. With the red, that's a good job. Really good. Here we go. We're going back around this guy. Carpet strips on foam. Got Nick the Nick the Gooch and Jaybird over here making nunchucks with thumbtacks. Oh, there we go. So. Oh yeah. Can't wait to see what those guys get used on. Deathmatch Michelangelo from like the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> this, the weapons are shaping up to go pretty good. I actually think I want to try the barbar, honestly. Yeah, go over there. He'll 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 try that. Jaybird's getting brave. He says he says he wants he says he wants to go for the barbed wire. Wants to go for the barbed wire. This is incredible. Nick the Gooch, like, we're out here looking around, like, we've never seen anything like this before, like the weaponry being made. You know, we've always said when you come to events like these, it's kind of like a big family gathering, but when you see everybody getting together and doing this uh, weapon making and just everybody getting their hand and being a part of the show, it's absolutely amazing and mind-blowing. You know, and everybody's excited. I talked to a couple fans, you know. Um they're super excited to learn how to do this properly and maybe help out in the future when, you know, the fans bring the weapons. Like, they could actually make something that'll... And one thing I have to say, I'm pretty stoked for our buddy Brokowski over there. He looks like he's in heaven making that weapon over there with Neil Diamond. Yes, it looks like he's putting razor blades into one of those foam, styrofoam, like, flats, so to speak, I guess is what you could call it. Is it actually going to be a razor board? I, let's let's go over there and check it out. Let's go. Let's, we'll go around this way. We got IWTV here setting up for their live broadcast that they're going to be doing again. More tack bats. Yes, the tack bats with these guys. These are these guys I, are doing. I seen there was one earlier that had explosive exploding poppers on it. Yes, yes, the exploding popper bat is going to be fucking sweet. Gentlemen. What's going on, Chris? Busy, busy man as always. Brokowski, what do you got going on over here? Razor, uh, razor board. Not for shaving. Not yeah, not for shaving. Someone's gonna get fucked up on this thing. I've laid on a razor board before. Oh, just to test it out. Fuck that, man. I hate, I hate it when I get a paper cut. I couldn't fuck with this shit. Yeah, we're just gonna go blade down.
goat about where the box, the box is. Yeah, where it starts. So just start about right here, keep it in line. Or so we got ten total, right? right? Yeah. And I'm all this stuff. I don't know if this is the same thing, but what I usually do with the razor blades is I'll take something like hard and push them down all the way and then bring them back up. Seven. So they're like wiggly. Eight. And not too much. Alright, if you can spot them. <laughs> okay, let me. I'll get this one, that way you can kind of see them. This is pretty intense, buddy. It is it is rather crazy, like just looking around and seeing what's going on. We got stuff starting to set up and get going today. We have a good show coming up. Oh yes. Like the first show of the day. It's you know, it's inked in blood. So uh, and they have weapons back there that we haven't even seen. I heard there was like something like an extreme amount of doors. An extreme amount of doors for these two shows today. Just seen what me and Brokowski made one door, two, three. I think there's another two more on the other side of the ring. So there's there's five or six total just out here that we're fucking with. I can just imagine what they have behind the stage right now. Right, it, you know, two tack bats. There's a lot of barbed wire. Just look at under the ring from last night too. Oh, all the carnage, all the broken doors, all the used barbed wire, broken tubes. That fork ball underneath the ring still that never got used. It kind of gotten used. It kind of did. I watched it get thrown. Yeah. Nick the Gooch, get to making some more weapons. I'm gonna I'm gonna explore a little bit more. Maybe talk to a few more people. Um, we'll have to we'll have to meet up. We need to have a sesh soon. Um, and. Yeah, he just self-made right there. This this dude's done it before. Ryan has done this before. He's made plenty of weapons. He's just perfecting his craft. This is like the college of deathmatch right here. He's advancing his knowledge in deathmatch weaponry. And then he found a salad fork. Let's see. Let's see what else we got going on here today. There's people everywhere. People everywhere. Stepping back, looking, there's still all. While everybody's building anything, do you have any questions? You, you would like that? You know, why don't you introduce yourself to our, our our listeners that who you are and what you're doing here, and then why why you actually got into it and love doing it and continue to do it. Name is Eugene Walker. I've been doing deathmatch wrestling, building deathmatch tournament and deathmatch weapons for about 21 years. And um, my son, Tom Holcomb, is a future Hall of Famer. They put me in the Hall of Fame in July last year. And. Um, it's 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 more than an honor and more than a privilege to to be a part of this. Uh, I'll be 63 um, in November, and I am semi-retired. But when somebody asks me to come out and do something for the federation, 
regardless of who it is, I'm going to try to do it if I'm physically and, and, and time-wise capable of doing it. Um, you guys can just lean that against the ring if you want, if it's already built. Um, so right now we're involved in a deathmatch weapons seminar, and we're teaching some of the fans how to make the deathmatch weapons that we make so that they can know what we go through. And it seems like we got a lot of people around here that are truly listening and want to learn because these guys like appreciate the death matches. I've seen plenty of these people at a lot of these shows, um, so I know that they're interested and they hop in there and they're looking. These people are learning part and barbed wire on doors, the carpet strips on foams and on doors, razor razor blades inside of the foam. So there's so many different weapons. Like I, I'm not that creative. What? is probably one of your most favorite weapons to build or one of the most unique ones that's your favorite that you don't do too often probably one of the best things I've ever seen built was when uh, Big Vin and Tom built the glass ceiling match in GCW um, it was uh, it was a uh, literally a glass ceiling that was built over top of the ring. It was the most nervous I've ever been because I kept waiting for it to fall down before they took the bump, and it was amazing. And if you haven't seen it, just put in Atlantic City glass ceiling uh, match or death match glass ceiling. You'll see it. Um, it was not something that I had a lot to do with. I did go back and tweak a little bit of it, but. It was not necessary. Those guys had it. I had, that was the night. Um, that was the night after I, I was inducted into the Hall of Fame. So it was the following show. And I was trying to be just there to watch. It's so hard when I'm watching somebody build something. And like I said, I've been doing this for 21 years. It's like, um, I, I kind of have to go over and look and just make sure it's safe and that's why we're showing these guys and girls here how to make stuff safe because we want every single person that goes through anything we've ever built to come out on the other side and be okay and the better we build it the more horrific it looks and that's why I do what I do and you know and that's why we go to these shows and enjoy what we enjoy I'm sure this guy could say the same he loves going to deathmatch because he loves seeing the violence but everybody you know for the most part they come out good and you could tell the wrestlers care about each other and don't want to hurt each other and doing these types of seminars helps the fans because you see a lot of these promotions run a fans bring the weapons match um you can end up with some real sketchy things i've seen actually like old tube tvs which doesn't seem like a good idea um i've seen i've seen some really weird stuff being brought and fans brought the weapons and then you never see them get used um, probably for that exact reason that these guys know what they're doing and they know it's not safe so having these seminars maybe it'll brush up some of these guys' weaponry making and the future of wrestling and deathmatch wrestling is just going to get more and more uh, just better and cleaner and extreme and everybody's going to f- loved it loves it so last night you were here at the show what was your what was your one match last night that just topped it off like what was that are you kidding me the last match of the night was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. It was, it was so off the charts and so powerful. 
the story that was told was just perfect. It, it was just an amazing match. Um, the ending was insane. Um, and all I can say is, is deathmatch wrestling, may it live on forever. Um, I'll be around. I don't know that I'm going to be doing a whole lot more building. I'm, I am getting older. And uh, I'm tired, man. I've been doing this shit for 21 years. Um, so... Anyway, let me get off of here and, and make sure these guys are still building stuff and having fun. And yes. uh, thanks for uh, giving me a minute to talk to the fans. Uh, thank you, Eugene. This has been a, a spectacular thing that uh, uh, that they have done here, you know, to come through and just getting to sit there and actually get a chance to talk with Eugene like that. Uh, like he said, he's he's the man. Uh, 21 years he's been doing deathmatch weaponry making, and so he knows... He knows what's good, what to do, and what not to do. I'm going to make my way over. The show, RPW show is creeping, coming up here in a few hours. Um, we have the commentary team. RPW is going to be doing their commentary right from the thing. They're preparing. I'm coming over here. I'm looking. We got Peapod writing down what he's going over. You know, he's me. Just Peapod, let's say a few words. Uh, words. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm very excited. I'm just going to get in some uh, last minute uh, deets uh, for everything, making live debut uh, for RPW. So I'm very excited. Uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's been a hell of a weekend thus far, and uh, hopefully RPW is going to be. We're going to we're going to turn it up a notch from day two of the circus. Definitely going to turn it up a notch. And real quick, as you see, like this this death match, death <laughs> weaponry seminar. I love on, this. It's it can only mean good things for RPW. It in the really future. does. I mean, I mean beforehand, uh, kind of left them behind the curtain a little bit. I actually uh, helped um, build some of the uh, the cabins, uh, some bundles uh, for the light tubes. Uh, my wife was not thrilled for me to learn that, <laughs> but you know, it's uh, overall it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's all hands on deck, especially you know we know well, we not only just do commentary, but we help with the production. We help with uh, making sure everything everybody got all their information. Everybody you know all the information is correct when we say it. you know we help with build, weapons building. It's all hands on deck. It's all family. It's all labor of love, and we're very excited and very honored to be here with ICW No Holds Barred and see you boys in Pro Wrestling Edge uh, having a good time. You guys are good? Oh man, we've been having a great time. I got some of that DMAC uh, CBD. Oh yeah, I saw that. How, how is that? Did that help? It was absolutely phenomenal. Nice. Like he showed up and he's got it in like a squirt bottle. Is he just I, giving it out? I literally just lathered myself. I feel like nice. I'm wearing a Darren McCarty CBD I might have to do armor. That. Yeah. It, Especially on the, uh, it, on the it feels good. It took away the hangover and the pain from last night, from being on my feet for oh, yeah. both shows and crazy and going nuts. Thank you, Peapod. Of course. I'll let you prepare for this show. Yeah. We are a few hours out from RPW Inked and Blood. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? We are back home, and wow, what a fucking weekend, boys. The fucking circus was insane. I'm still fucking exhausted. Yeah, so, like, this is a couple days later after we have gotten home from the F5 compound. We're here at the the, the CAS compound, and we kind of got shut out because of rain. We had some other plans that we wanted to do while we were at the show, but here we are. We're here to talk about what we experienced, how much fun we had, our favorite matches, our, you know, just the all-around gist of what the circus was for us and how much fun that we had. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I can't believe how much rain showed up Sunday, though. That was pretty uh, nuts. I'm glad it waited until Sunday. But honestly, well, uh, which 
match do we talk about first? I mean, honestly, there are so many that all of them were spectacular. Everybody showed out. All of them were fucking fantastic. I know we were all really impressed with Madman Pondo. He fucking came out and he showed out this weekend like he was fucking 20 years ago old doing this shit. What was that one match he was in with? Was it uh, Hoodfoot? <clears throat> yeah, when he had two matches, one with Neil Diamond Cutter and one with Hoodfoot. Both oh, were man. spectacular. I, I'm going to say right off the rip, uh, out of those two, my favorite had to have been him and Hoodfoot. I agree. I agree. I, I mean, it, well. it really fit in. You know, it was it was the RPW show that that, that, that one was on. And uh, what was the show called, guys? Inked in blood. blood. God dang it, dude. If you could not have a better moment for, like, I think that match to me, to me, represents what inked in blood means. Yes, definitely. Hoodfoot was bleeding. I actually think RPW used it as the, uh, a picture of Hoodfoot for the little icon on IWTV when you go back to rewatch this because it was a fucking badass show and there was a poll this weekend for which one was the best show and I think Inked and Blood came out on top honestly I can't really remember what it was which one did but it was the pit no holds barred or uh, Inked and Blood and I believe Inked and Blood came out on top it, it was on top for pro wrestling edge Inked and Blood all around best show oh dude it was awesome hell yeah it was fucking great it was definitely absolutely great. Danny Demento even had a match. He fucking came out and stomped out. That was pretty dope. We've never seen him live. No, I've never seen him live. And he he was fun to watch. A lot of fun. A lot of fun to watch. So we can start the weekend. We did talk a little bit earlier in this episode. We we talked with a few people. Uncle Chase, Schwartzy, us. Um, Randy West. Randy West. We had uh, Donald Holland from the Holland family come on for a short minute after the first show. So <clears throat> maybe it was Thrasher too. Maybe I don't know. I was really drunk at that point. His we was, might have been. Thr- it's it's likely if anybody had seen the video that Antonio had posted, uh, the cosmic squids. The cosmic squids. The cosmic squids. We were all very confused about what was going on on that one. But uh, so the first night, Brokowski. What was your favorite match? Ooh, favorite match of the first night. Shit, that's a tough one. Um, okay, so there was two shows the first night. No holds barred. I would say my favorite match was probably Sadika and Mickey Knuckles. And then for the pit, it was obviously Justin Kyle and Isaiah Bronner. Those two guys, those were just like two bulls painted red, and they just fucking beat the living shit out of each other they, they really did the pit was the pit was absolutely fantastic that was a new experience fight club style dirty gritty grimy and but yeah but my my favorite in the chains whoo like you said this is such a hard one to pick you know, and I don't want to pick the same one for the sake of, you know, you guys, our listeners, why, why do you want to hear us all pick the same shit? I know, I was thinking you know? of that too. I'm like, well, what ones would they pick? I'm going to go with this one. That that was that was unexpected there. That was very unexpected. But, like, every match on that show was, was just an absolute banger. Everyone was. Absolute banger. I, I liked, uh, it was uh, Atticus. 
and uh jimmy jacobs jimmy jacobs yes, yes. The spike versus the skewers you know that's for our hometown fan you know jimmy jacobs michigan versus ohio thing that seems to keep uh, fuck ohio that happened a lot but you know but the crowd was split really the whole fucking week in between them it was it was you know? and then and then the pit i really enjoyed the tommy vendetta john wayne murdoch match Dude, it was man. that one was fantastic uh shout out shout i'm gonna give a shout out to tommy vendetta and it's well known on this this podcast pro wrestling edge we are not fans of the dta uh uh faction here but they they all showed out that night they all came out but tommy hey good job guys jaybird what about you man i was trying to think but uh, I do know my favorite pit match was definitely starting off the whole pit match was um, uh, Aaron Williams versus Aaron O'Ryan. 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 That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I thought that was a banger match, man. A great way to start the pit off, man. Those guys came out and they broke doors, used chairs, just about everything that was in the pit. They destroyed it. Yeah. It was awesome. Aaron Williams even used the ref at one point to, uh, to toast up the guard well on That's the guardrail. Right. Yeah. You remember that? He did the leg jaw, the uh, double foot stomp right on Orion on the guardrail. Oh. That was a, a pretty intense move there. That was sick. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, Atticus versus Jimmy Jacobs. So that was definitely what Brandon just said. He did, didn't he? Yes, God it damn it. Was. That's what that was but, I, you know, I agree with him on that. <laughs> well, I agree with me. that. I could change it. I was just looking at no, the card. I was gonna no, say, right. it was a great match overall. I'll go so with I uh, gave Jimmy a lot of props. I was stoked to meet Josh, did you say Akira? No. Okay, there you go. Akira and And, and uh, Akira ended up fighting Brandon Kirk. Okay, that's who it um was. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember who was or, it. Like Orion well, heard, where it wasn't able to make it, so we uh, Brandon Cook ended up stepping in. Well, getting to see Akira was really sweet. I definitely yeah, Akira's badass. Akira I've seen him badass. a couple times. I enjoy him, and it was the first time I've seen the Kirks. Man, the Kirks fucking are pretty badass. I enjoy both of them. I mean, we came into this weekend already hating the Kirks because of the Dmax situation. Uh, yeah, I mean. We Fuck didn't the Kirks. Let, let Nick Fuck the, Gooch. the Kirks. Nick the Gooch has not picked his. Yeah, Nick. Nick the Gooch. I said Nick the Gooch. What are your favorite matches? I say from the chains, I'm going to go with, obviously, our boy Justin Kyle versus <coughs> Tank. That was a, that was that was a really bang, big banger of a match. And how he had, what was it, the, the, the triangle choke to submit. Yes. Uh, not submit. He made him pass out. He just, compl- what was it, a TKO the yeah, ref TKO, called it on? TKO. Yeah, the three-arm drop. And then in the pit that night, I'm going to go with our boy D-Mac versus, no again, those fuckers, the Kirks, there in the pit. They did pull the W over him because they pulled some sneaky shit, you know. Evil little couple they are. A light tube to the head will do that, man. Hey, I mean. Dude, yeah, D-Mac taking that spot was pretty badass. It was fantastic. But real quick, honorable so, mentions. We won't go into them. Madman Pondo and Neil Diamond Cutter yes. had a fantastic bowling match ball stop in the sign. chains. The bowling ball stop sign was in f- nuts. We got to see Jeff King in the chains versus Dale Patrick's. Man, that was a fantastic match also. A lot of glass. <clears throat> but in the pit, I kind of feel like we have to mention all these matches. Because now that I'm like I'm going back and actually looking, bro, so we mentioned Tommy and Darren and Justin Kyle. Aaron... The Aaron's, the Battle yeah, of the, the Aaron's. Battle of the Aaron's. Yeah, we had the Carver versus Satu Jin. Satu Jin straight Satu Jin. broke guard railing 
throwing the carver down. Destroyed, destroyed it. Took man. the win too. Made he the fuck out of it. he put the monster down in the pit. And then we also had our, our our boy Hoodfoot versus Tank in the pit. Hoodfoot took the L, but he got a fucking amazing ovation yes. after that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure a please come back. Yes, big weekend from Hoodfoot for real. Mm-hmm. Big weekend. You know, and the, and then that was only night one. That was only night one. I think that we, was night one. I think after that, what what would you say? I think it was about one o'clock. Uh, the pit ended one, one o'clock. Are you say right? It was now? it was pretty late. And then uh, we ended up drinking some more. I think Gooch ended up going to bed about two ish, and then we ended up going to bed about three ish, and. We, we had to find our beds, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> we consumed a lot. So I counted it down, actually, while we're on the subject really quick here. We took 60-something beers down there with us, and we came home with, like, 12. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's between two people. And night two, I mean, Jaybird here was was only drinking a fifth, bro. So that's like that, that he didn't even tap into the beer until late on night two. Dude, speaking of drinking the fifth, dude, bro just straight had a whole fifth bottle and all just in the middle of the pit, just streaking <laughs> down. I didn't want to go back to my car, man. <laughs> so while we're on the subject of the pit in night two, Jaybird, what are your favorite matches coming in from night two? RPW and then the pit as well. Oh, that's a good one. Let me think about it. Um, definitely, uh, who did Neil fight? Didn't he fight again? Yeah, Neil versus um, Eddie Only. Eddie Only. Yes, uh, that was in the pit. That, that was in the pit? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was a good one. That was one. a good one, though. Yeah. I like that. I like to start mine with the pit first and then go. Yeah, well, that night we ended up beginning. having to go inside because it started raining on us because it was supposed to be no holds barred out in the chains, and they ended up having to get a little bit of a rain out, so we ended up going inside back to the pit, and we ended up having the pit five here in Michigan. Mine was the, um, it was the, like, what was it, five-way? The five-way scramble. Yeah, five-way with MM3, um... Zach Thomas, Jake Chris, JJ Garrett, and I believe um, Fuck Larry, Larry, D. Fuck Larry, Fuck Larry D. D. Fuck Larry D. Boo, we booed the shit out of him on we that did. one, man. We did, but it was nice to see um, Zach Thomas beat his ass. Dude, yeah. yes. he, he pre-beat his ass for uh, the later match for uh, Justin Kyle in the pit where he Justin Kyle finished him off, basically. <laughs> What about the pit? But uh, honestly, oh, yeah. it wasn't originally supposed to be a pit. Yeah, yeah. At this point. Oh, yes, yeah, it was right. still yeah, supposed yeah, to be a ring. Out. <sighs> but yeah, no, mine, mine was uh, Neil and uh, Eddie only. I thought those oh, yeah, guys put right. on a great show, that. man. I'm sorry, I, I thought those guys put on a great show. I, I like to start with the pit. That's right. You're like, like, while we're on the subject of the pit, Nick the Gooch. Nick the Gooch, what you got? Night two, man. I'm going to have to go with uh, shit. Eric Ryan and Sadiq. I had to give it up to. Sorry, let me say that right. Sadika. Sadika, yeah. Now, what was it? Night one, she broke her arm in her match against Mickey Knuckles. Left, went to the hospital, had it casted up, came back the next night to fill her match that she had, and bro, with one arm, still kicked so much fucking ass. No. I'm about to backtrack just for a quick second because to fill people in, you said she broke her arm in the match. No, it was after the match. There was so much. Remember all the ruckus that happened afterwards because 
because she beat Mickey and it just the place went batshit crazy there was people other there's people outside of the ring getting involved and people were pulling people apart that what I heard allegedly is when she broke her arm, but I was told it was definitely not during the match. It broke like 500 light tubes in that match too. Uh, and apparently, Nikki, uh, Nikki, Mickey Knuckles, um, did something to her, her shin, like chipped the bone in her shin or something too. Like she's pretty messed up too. I, I watched her live on Facebook after Goddess Agor when she was in the airport. That was pretty insane. I know. Uh, I know Mickey Knuckles absolutely destroyed her. Uh, ring gear that night and she's got to buy all brand new ring gear she destroyed her boots pants everything she made a post i seen uh, earlier today i believe it was and you mentioning the goddess of gore brings to mind my match that i was going to bring up for inked and blood randy west versus eddie only and i bring up randy west because she is the 2021 goddess of gore winner this year so I want to say a quick congratulations to Randy West. Same weekend at that. So, uh, Brokowski, how about you, brother? Oh, man, dude. I honestly think that I'm going to definitely have to go with, on the first one, I'm going to have to go, I'm really going to go with uh, Danny Demento and John Wayne Murdoch. I honestly thought that that match was out fucking standing like we said at the beginning of this or not the beginning of this but the beginning of the end here uh danny demento we've never seen before and the dude is fucking phenomenal inside that ring and for the pit oh man the pit the pit the pit you know what we were just talking about her and she had to have been definitely one of the all-stars of the weekend but Danny Demento was supposed to have a mystery partner in the pit that night to take on the curse well it was supposed to be in the chains yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we, yeah. We've already established yeah, that. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, uh, we just want to be very clear with our <laughs> listeners. Uh, Mickey Knuckles. Mickey Knuckles taking on the Kirks. And it ended up being a singles match, and that was pretty fucking outstanding. And Mickey Knuckles is one badass broad. Big Kaz, what you got? All right. So this one's near and dear. My, my favorite match of RPW's Inked and Blood had to have been <clears throat> our man Schwartzy against Gregory Iron. Now, we were already, I was already looking forward to this match. This was something that I was really excited to see. The promos were insane. Schwartzy and Randy had their promo with their t-shirts that said 69FH, you know, and as you know, you know, Greg Iron is part of 440. Fuck Ohio. And so it was a little dig. It was a little dig, you know. And then Greg came back with a promo of his own the day of or, or day before. I don't know. We didn't have any phone service out there, so we didn't get to see any promos that dropped the day of and day before and what's not. People outside the circus knew more than the people inside the circus. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But this one was really special because after the weapons workshop, we went back to camp to hang out, chill out, relax, you know. It's. It's the boys' weekend, you know, and we were enjoying each other's company, just talking and bullshit. And, and here we see uh, Corey from RPW. He comes out of nowhere, just pops up, you know, like, "Hey, I was looking for you guys." 
Oh, okay, now I'm feeling special. You know, we're being looked for. We're being hunted down. You know, it's not. We weren't hiding. It was just the compound was pretty cool. The way the compound was, you couldn't see the campsites from where the ring was, and blah blah blah. But uh, he walks up and he has poster board in his hand and a can of spray paint. I already knew something was <laughs> something was going on, but I couldn't figure it out. They they brought some stuff over, and then our man here, Nick the Gooch, Nick, Nick the, the Gooch. Gooch. Got his artist abilities up and made 20 69FH signs for the crowd to hold up. I have to say, side note, guys, that whole group, Nick the Gooch on number two, was fucking fantastic. That was pretty good. I fucking <laughs> loved it. But yes, dude, it was it was an absolute fucking experience. Like you said, we had already just left the weapons seminar and actually making the weapons ourselves to come back and relax. And I got to make actual crowd props for a wrestler's match. Granted, yes, it was shitty hunched down for all those damn signs and it was just spray paint but damn that was some rough work but i'm glad that they did it because it it made me feel a part of the show in that one small way you know it was really awesome just to you know after the first match the first match was the scramble jaybird's favorite over here it was a lot of our favorite like and then that scrambles match, we, at the end of it, we went around and we went to hand out these signs. And at this very moment, just a quick side story, I'm going to let Brokowski take over and tell an experience he had with handing out these signs real quick. Okay, so we're going out. We got these. First of all, I also want to mention, like, people. We're just handing out signs. We're not trying to give you crystal meth here. It was just supposed to be something for the show. Because some people just acted, like, so crazed. And out of their mind, like, this crazy guy is giving me a sign. But anyway, back to the story here. We end up going out there. We get to the end of the scramble. We're passing out signs. I hear somebody go, oh, I want one. I want one. I'm like, oh, man, damn, you're excited. Here you go. I give her the sign. I turn to try to pass around more. I hear her ripping it up. I turn around. I see her ripping it up. I'm like, well, what the fuck is going on here? That was kind of rude. And then next thing I know, they were like, oh, we're, we're 44-0 supporters over here. I look down, and both of them got Kogar shirts on. The dude looks exactly like Otis. I'm like, son of a bitch. I think I just gave Atticus and Otis' parents a, a, a 69FH sign. <laughs> I walked over at that, like, I walked up to that point and see Josh with a bunch of, like, they gave the sign back, ripped this, up. <laughs> like, here, you can put this in the trash now, we're done with it. They gave the sign back, ripped up, and I walk over, and I just see Josh, like, with this stunned look on his face. <laughs> I was shocked. Like, 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 I just, like, trying to still put the dots together. But what, what was great about it is I looked over at, at, if that was their parents, you know, I looked over and you could tell they enjoyed it and they had fun with it. They were laughing, you know. Yeah, definitely. That was like, I want to point that out. There's one thing about this whole weekend. The, like, just the camaraderie. There were so many different people from so many different areas. I remember seeing license plates from Texas, Virginia, uh, New York. <clears throat> of course, Ohio and Michigan, you know. that Those are the norms around here. Yep, always. Um, but there no problems, no arguments, no fights, no. Everything ran smoothly for for something of that caliber with <laughs> how much alcohol we consumed i can only imagine what was else was being consumed around there i got a couple ideas <laughs> plus a lot of bud man and, there was a lot of weed going around so moving on i'm gonna get i didn't i didn't reveal my pit favorite no you did not that the, is pit, the pit night two and i mean we kind of mentioned it earlier but of course, my favorite one 
was Justin Kyle taking on Larry D. Fuck Larry D. Yeah, I, yeah fuck Larry D. But I got to give him props. He stood his ground. I thought actually he was going to beat Justin Kyle there for a second. I got worried. I had like, no I got, doubts in my mind. I got I quiet. I got quiet though. There was that moment. I thought the ref. He was quieted down I, there for a second. I thought the ref was going to call it because the way you know Larry D was just beating the shit out of Justin Kyle with that door and like Justin Kyle just kind of laid there for a second. I'm like, no way. He didn't just knock him out. But then, dude. Spring right back up. The, how that match ended with the, in Justin Kyle fashion, flying and jumping over and into things, jumped. He was outside of the guardrails. I almost said ring. There was no ring. It was a dirt floor he was in a barn. Rails, in a shack of a barn. Yeah. He jumped over, leaped over these guardrails, and speared Larry D through a door. Incredible. And I think. I think Larry D recognized us guys. I think so too, man. He like he's like, man, that's not like he didn't know who the hell we were, but he knew those moves. He knew he knew those moves. They, they but like, I do give him props. I do give him props for that. I night. do give him props. I do. I I do. The pit, I, the pit. He showed out for real. I can see him. I would did. enjoy seeing him in the pit again. He got a yeah. He got a welcome. Uh, please come back. Welcome back. Whatever. Fuck him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Larry D. Uh, but all in all. Like, the whole weekend was fantastic, you know. It was just insane experience that we, once again, we got to have another cool experience with the group, the guys. Uh, we didn't have to travel as far, which was no, nice. No, that's always nice when you're driving home with a hangover. When it's Beautiful. only an hour out, yeah. that makes shout, it so nice. Also, shout out to the great diner. No, fuck that. I thought it was delicious. It was good, but there was poop on the toilet. Remember? Oh yeah, it was on the wall. On the wall. Yeah, I forgot about that. Well, the food was fine. The great dinner. (laughs) Yeah, and the great dinner. I'm ordering breakfast. I'm like, give me the great dinner. (laughs) It's like a half slab of ribs, some ham, a bunch of other shit. And he's like, wait, wait a minute, what I say? Uh, But all in all, we had a great time. It was a Um, lot of fun. I want to just say thanks to everybody for putting on that show, giving us this um, entertainment that takes us away from reality and lets us enjoy each other and got us away from everything. We met a bunch of new people while we were out there, Mm -hmm. some new listeners, hopefully, hopefully, maybe we'll make it to 17. (laughs) it's a big jump up from the five that we have now but no honestly like we met a lot of cool people a lot of weird people but they were still cool as fuck yes that's Um, true cliff's grab and go that that food truck man was bumping all weekend they sold out of food uh but nothing but good vibes and a good time you know brokowski you got anything any any final closing words on this one yeah, uh, shout out to everybody that uh, put on the circus, everybody that was in the ring, out of the ring, put it all together. Um, uh, everybody that, you know, at RPW, the whole RPW crew over there, uh, Chris especially, because he got it, all, uh, got it all there for us, put all the circus together and got Danny and all them to get here. Um, Danny Demento for IC Dub, you know, shout out to them. Um, it was just a fabulous fucking weekend. I hope to God you guys bring it back. I want you to bring it back because we'll be the fucking first. I think we're gonna give. We'll be the first ones to get tickets again. So I I couldn't say anything more happier. 
about this weekend and as always with the travel crew it's fucking phenomenal it's always a blast fucking getting shit-faced and high and watching wrestling with y'all you know what i'm saying we love it nick the gooch nick the gooch the artiste nick the gooch how would you like to finish up your uh your uh weekend take here I mean, what more else can I say? I mean, you guys said it all. Thanks to everybody that put on the show. Thank you to Stitches and everybody at the F5 Compound for putting up your guys' property for the, you know, as a venue for this show. And, uh, you know, thank you for everybody to everybody for letting me have the experiences that I'd had while I was out there. You know, it, it was really an awesome. Jaybird? Oh, man. Yeah, you guys basically said everything. I'd like to give a... Uh, special shout out though to uh, Gene and Tim. Sorry, I can't remember you guys' last names, but Neil Diamond Cutter too for um, bringing us to the ring and showing us how they make the deathmatch weapons and letting us make the deathmatch weapons too. That was really sweet. That was like really cool. Glad we got to do that. Glad we got to check it out, see how they do it, see where the ideals come from too, and everything. That was really fun. That was really cool. The don'ts, the the good and the bad. How did it feel to make those weapons, guys? Like, just to make them. I didn't make them myself because, as you guys heard, if you listened earlier, (laughs) I was actually talking to people. So uh, how did it feel to make those weapons? Go ahead. Kind of like like an evil mad scientist, man. Kind of like Dr. Frankenstein, if you will, man. Putting something beautiful together and knowing that it's just going to be destroyed and cause absolute chaos what about you gucci Mane? it was like working at an evil toy shop (laughs) you know but it it was really cool because now we know how to set up a no ropes death matching yeah we know how to make tax strip doors we know how to make gusset plate doors jaybird knows how to make a fucking thumbtack nunchuck for christ's sake (laughs) how fucking crazy would that have been to see how about you brokowski Oh, man, I straight up felt like I know what it feels like to be an elf making them toys on Christmas Day, you know, and knowing that they're going to get used and play with and make children happy, man, because that shit was off the chain, hanging out with Tim and Eugene and uh, Neil Diamond Cutter, the, the weapon masters up there at ICW. I had a blast doing it. Me and Nick the Gooch put the uh, gusset plate door, a tax strip door together, and then end up seeing it get used. It was like, yeah, I played a part in that. Same thing with getting a spray paint. I got spray paint for Neil Diamond Cutter and his Infinity Gauntlets that uh, he used uh, night two in the pit there. To win, too. To win, yes. He used it to win. He had the power. Yeah, he did. He had uh, Iron Man's Infinity Gauntlet, I think it was. But, yeah, just a great time, great weekend. Great check off the old bucket list. Yes. Can't wait until we get to go again. I guess that's anybody else got any last words? Because we'll just wrap it on, and I guess we'll see you next year at the circus.